0: Forever! Dog! I used to think that this was my town. What a stupid thing to think. I hear you biting off a brain now. I myself am on the brain. I used to want to be a real man. Oh my 3Bs, my Diamond Dogs, my friends. My fellows, I know that's a gendered word, but I kind of like it separately, but sorry <laughs> for the gender up top. Anyways, I'm Rhea Butcher. I'm the host of this here podcast, this yonder podcast uh, called Three Swings. Thanks for tuning in. That intro was for all the people that are like, I'm going to jump into episode 32. I don't need to start from in the beginning. I mean, honestly, you don't. But if you want to hear the ele- o- illusion, sure. Evolution of me as a podcast host, and go on the roller coaster ride that is recording this podcast, you should start from the beginning. Don't go away! Listen to this episode, then you can go back to the first one. Anyways, to everybody who's been along for the entire ride, hello! Welcome back. I'm trying to get my energy up. Did a lot this weekend. I went to the immigration rally in Los Angeles. I was there for the Maxine Waters speech. Um, shout out to everybody else that was out there. There was a lot of people, a lot of people across the country, a lot of people in very, very small towns. I drove down to Sunset Beach the other day to have dinner, uh, not only with my lovely wife, Cameron Esposito, who has a new special out on her website called Rape Jokes, which she uh, put out completely independently and is raising money for Rain, which is a rape and incest uh, crisis prevention network. So you can stream it for free right now on her website, or you can download it and donate to Rain. Uh, she was along with me, um, and then some other pals. Uh, we went and had dinner with one Maybelle Blair, former All American Girls Professional Baseball League player. And as we were driving down there, we drove past a, I would say about fifteen or so um, elderly folks out protesting various issues. Uh, from gun control to immigration um, to just basically everything that's going on. So, well, I am always encouraged by the amount of young people, which is weird to say because I kind of still feel like I'm a young person. I say a lot that I'm a cusp millennial. I'm 35, so I'm right on the edge there. Although I feel like the having multiple landlines kind of disqualifies me for that. Uh, but the student loans, <laughs> not so much. So it's weird to say young people, but uh, I, my whole point is it's amazing to see elderly people doing that too. And from what I gathered, they've kind of been there protesting um, in general. So, you know, often we think about old people as being the the bad people that put us in these positions, and that's not wrong. That's not a wrong position to have. But it is nice to remember that it isn't every single one of them. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to not say... Not all elderly people because <laughs> um, the whole phrase "not all blah blah blah" is so thrown around these days and uh, is so useless, but at the same time, and I think I've said this before, and if I haven't forgive me, but my whole thing is both things are true it's it's a lot less of not all white people as it is both things are true there are white people who are work- working really hard to undo um, the The uh, education in white supremacy, in their whiteness, in their privilege, they are working to understand it, to change it, actively uh, uh, deconstruct it, and dismantle it. And then there are also white people who are not doing any of that at all, and then there are also white people who are actively trying to reconstruct and rebuild and fortify white supremacy. So all things are true. And it's much more important to me To take that view of humanity, which is all things or both things are true, than it is to spend any time going, not all people are like that, not all white people are like that, because you're really just yelling at somebody that's trying to point something out, and it's a a huge waste of time. So if you listen to this podcast, don't say that. (laughs) You can say it to yourself, but it's a waste of time to put it out into the world, and honestly, you shouldn't even say it to yourself, but if you've got to do it in baby steps, Baby steps to the elevator, and don't say it on the internet. Don't say it in person. Say it to yourself. Then eventually, stop saying it to yourself. Anyways, this is a baseball podcast, so we'll talk about baseball. I did go to the March slash rally on Saturday. Uh, Saw many people, uh, learned many things, um, tried to have new understandings. And then on Sunday, played a baseball game with my baseball team. We lost 6-5 to on a walk-off. I made some base running mistakes, which I will spend the next week wishing I could take back, but I can't. I also played center field for the first time, uh, and made two of the three outs going into the top of the 10th, one of which was a diving play. (laughs) And I'll probably never surpass that play that I made, uh, because I've literally never played, honestly, even in the outfield in any of our games. I think I played right field like once or twice, Um, And that was years and years and years ago. I haven't actually played the outfield in a live, real game when we're playing. And so I just was like, I'm going to center field. That's where I'm playing. I'm going to play there. And made two pretty great plays. One One of them was fantastic. So anyways, challenge yourself is I guess what I'm trying to say. Put yourself out there. Do something new. Give it a shot. You never know. You might go from playing second base to third base to third base. To center field, it it can happen to you. So let's see. Uh, that's what's going on with me. Um, politics are still a shithole. Uh, Alexandria ocasio Cortez winning the primary is some good news. Uh, glad some some new blood is uh unseating these like ten term, twenty term seats. I think, you know, regardless of political party, anybody. No no one should be able to sit in the same position for that long. It's just ridiculous. Um, and I'm not trying to, what, I'm not defending that dude. I, I don't give a shit. I don't live there. I never have, whatever. I think anybody that's like, whatever. I just, where I'm, My my hometown of Akron has had the same, or had the same mayor for something like 25 years. And like, that's stupid. It's just, it doesn't make any sense why that would be good. You know? There you you have to change something at some point. Like you get lazy, you do the same job for twenty five. Come on, so uh, and that. Hey, again, it's a baseball podcast, but I just mentioned Akron, so I do have to mention that LeBron James is coming to the Los Angeles Lakers, and I am very happy for him. I'll keep it very brief, unless you guys want me to go long, unless y'all want me to go long, which I don't know if you do, but it's very simple. The man should get to do whatever the hell. He wants, that's what I think. I don't care where he goes. I mean, I'm personally stoked that he's coming to the city that I live in because I have a better chance of seeing him, although I'll never be able to afford tickets, but I'm just happy for him that he gets to play for, you know, I I mean, the Lakers are one of the big what four, you know, of like the OG teams, like the big, the big, big teams, the teams that the storied teams that have had huge legends on them. You know, it's either the Lakers, the Bulls, the Celtics, or the Knicks. Those are, like, the big teams. And that's no diss to the other teams that I haven't mentioned. But, you know, when you think back, and if you're a cuss millennial like myself, you had Sega Genesis, S-S-S-S-S-S, Celtics versus Lakers, and Celtics versus Blazers, and Blazers versus whatever. Those weird basketball games um, that were not really fun. <laughs> I didn't like them at all. NBA Jam really changed the whole game. Um but I'm just happy for him. I think, you know, he's making decisions for more than just himself and I don't think it's about the money for him. I think it's about happiness and making his family happy and moving on and doing something. He 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 made a promise. He came back to Cleveland. He won a championship and it was not easy. He brought the finals to Cleveland. For how many years? And we won a championship. I never thought that would even happen. So he can go do whatever he wants. And I swear to you, if the city of Akron does anything to remove any of the stuff that they have put up about him, like if they take down the banner of him with the, champ- with the trophy at lock three, or if they remove King James Way from Main Street, I will denounce the fact that I am from that city. <laughs> because... He did it. He did it. That'll never go away. You got to let the man have a life. You have to let him live. Let him live. He wants to work with Magic Johnson. I would bet any amount of money that he will buy the Cleveland Cavaliers at some point. So just be grateful. Be grateful that he even came back. What a story we got. What an experience we all had. It was wonderful. He tried to win this last NBA Finals Literally with his bare hands. He was never going to get what he needs to to win another finals. And if he doesn't get one in in LA, who gives a shit? Let the guy be himself. Just let him be. All right. After this, I'll be back with all kinds of baseball stuff. Right after this ad. Oh boy, oh boy. It is summertime. And guess what? I've got some new underwear. That's right, I've got me some Tomboy X underwear, and they are the most comfortable summertime undies. Number one, they come in great fabrics that are real comfortable and real fun summer prints and summer colors, but also they come in great cuts that fit me and look good with my cool little summer outfits. And also, yes, also, they're made of comfy, cushy, micro-modal Organic fabrics that feel great all summer long. It's like I'm not even wearing anything. It's time to stop wearing underwear that doesn't make you feel confident. Don't you think? I think it's time. Time to get rid of the underwear that has more frills than function. Underwear that your mom bought you to make you a different person. Make you classier or whatever she thinks. Underwear that's made to fit you and how you see yourself. That's what you need. You probably didn't know you needed it, but you do. Bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts, soft bras, racerback bras, and everyday basic colors, fun seasonal prints, and brilliant colors. Guess what? All options come in extra small to 4X. So regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody feels comfortable in. That's also anybody. See how they did that? Tomboy X has you covered. So go to TomboyX.com baseball and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. And Three Swings listeners get an extra 15% off with code BASEBALL. Again, that's code BASEBALL for an extra 15% off. So ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of TomboyX underwear. Go to TomboyX.com baseball. All right. Again, that person reading those ads is just so wonderful, so funny. It's like it's not even an ad. All right, so once again, shout out to Bench Coach Brett and his wonderful um, episode notes. He's helping me out a lot these days because um, I'm working a lot and <laughs> it's hard to write out podcast notes. So I appreciate his hard work. That's something else that we can do in the world right now. There's a big conversation about like, oh, be civil, be this, be that. I am never talking about being civil in the face of violence or Uh, atrocity or any of this. What I am talking about is practicing kindness in our everyday lives. So thank people when they're nice to you or uh, are working hard. If you are an employer and you have employees, tell them they did a great job. It goes a long, 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 long way these days. Okay, speaking of going a long, 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 long way these days, Bench Coach Brett wants me to tell you The all-star underdogs, who are the surprises, comebacks, and non-household names that deserve all-star spots this year. His example is Max Muncy. I agree with Max Muncy. I also think uh, Kike Hernandez, strong case for an all-star bid. I also think Scooter Jeanette deserves a shot at this. Um, He's not a household name anywhere outside of Cincinnati, I don't think, or perhaps uh, Fantasy Baseball. Uh, circles he's a dude that I did not um, draft once again and then I picked up later and um, hey he's wonderful he just keeps hitting the dang ball and I also think Sean Manaya there's a, a pitcher for you and Trevor Bauer can't stand the guy but he deserves it Jose Barrios that's my other one these are all pitchers so I'm making it really easy <laughs> Sorry that my picks aren't that great. I'm doing the best I can. All right. I'm going to move on to the fantasy updates. Um, It's been a few weeks since I've done a deep dive on fantasy. What have been my best and worst moves of the first half? Fantasy recommendations for the second half. My, I can start with my worst moves. And I would say that my worst move was trading Trevor Bauer for Brad Hand. I've mentioned it before. It's not great. And <laughs> it was a big mistake. Uh, also, one of my other worst moves, I didn't trade Danny Duffy and somebody else. Danny Duffy and Sean Manaya for Mike Clevenger and Alex Bregman. That I probably should have done in re- retrospect. But I, I go matchup by matchup. I can't, I had to win that matchup and then I lost the next one. So, what are you going to do? But I will say this right now: This is a Monday that I'm recording, and I'm only four points off of my uh, enemy <laughs> matchup, who has Max Scherzer. That was also my worst move: is that I did not draft Max Scherzer when I had a chance. But I've bemoaned that over and over and over again. Um, let's see; those are my worst moves. Oh, and I dropped uh, Jose Martinez too early. I should have hung on to him. I should have. Be- I should have trusted the process, as they like to say. Also dropped Sean Newcomb and Mike Clevenger and Mike Fultonowitz. So, you know, I do a great job. So far, my best pickups have been Nick Marcakis, Max Muncy, Jose, or Jesus Aguilar. And in terms of pitching, I would say Blake Snell and Ross Stripling. Although I'm concerned that Ross Stripling is going to tail off these days. He already sort of has, which is fine but then i don't know what i'm going to do. i'm going to have to pick up a closer, which is fine cuz i've been doing the, you know, uh uh relief pitcher slot with a starter. and it's been all right, but you don't get that sort of daily points boost that you get from when you have a two closers. so anyway, my second half moves would be, you know, deeper pitching and not stressing myself out. <laughs> Those would be that would be my second half recommendations. Um, Also, my other recommendations for the second half is not so much specific players, but look at the trade targets. Pitchers, hitters, everybody, they can take on completely new life once they get into a new rotation or a new uniform. Also, keep in mind and keep your eyes open. If you have somebody who is a relief closer pitcher who is a trade target for another team because there's a chance that they are definitely not going to be a closer anymore. So, get ready to pick someone new up and don't be scared to do so. Next up, it's the San Francisco Giants. They are 8 and 2 in their last 10, including a sweep of Arizona. Are they for real or just a blip? They're too old to make a serious run, right? That was Brett, bench coach Brett speaking, not me. So, please don't murder me, San, uh San Francisco Giants fans. I don't know that they can make a run, but hey, look, there's actually a good chance that they could get, get in a wild card slot. Maybe. The Mets are fading. Atlanta's still hanging in there. I think the Phillies are fading as much as I'm sad to say it. The Pirates also fading. So I don't know. I mean, there's a chance. There's a good chance. Brand, uh, Brandon Crawford has changed his swing and has had huge new results on O two 2 counts. Madison Bumgarner is back. So that's the whole thing. Hunter Strickland will eventually be back. I don't know. They're starting, the wheels are starting to turn. They don't have Evan Longoria. That's nuts. I don't know. We'll see. I think they have a shot at a wild card spot, at a wild card playoff game. I don't think they have a chance at like winning the division or anything like that. But who does? I do think that the NL West is going to be, a, I don't know, like a nail biter all the way down, except for the Padres. Sorry, Dads. What are you going to do? I don't know. I think the Giants, they find ways to win. That is a team Bruce Bochy knows how to get guys to win baseball games. You know what I mean? They just get up there. They've got that Alan Hansen. He's hitting well. They're just hitting well. So when you start hitting well, watch out. So we have the new World Series odds. And the newest World Series odds rankings look like this. Number one, Astros. Number two, Yankees. Number three, Red Sox number four, Cubs, and number five, Dodgers. Anybody that doesn't belong here? I think if I had to pick a team that doesn't belong there, oh boy, is it a three-way tie between the Red Sox, Cubs, and Dodgers? (laughs) Um, Out of those three, I would say, man, that's a tough one. That is a tough three-way tie. I guess I would go with the, Red Sox, ooh, I can't believe I'm said. That's a tough one. How about everybody uh, tweet at, at 3 swings Pod and let me know which ones you think don't have the staying power or you don't think should be in there. And it can't just be personal choice because if I was just basing it off of teams I don't like, I would have just said the Cubs don't belong there. But that's not accurate. Also, I just want to point out that I am very much attracted to Albert Almora Jr., despite the fact that he is a Cub. Does Cleveland deserve a spot on this list or are the injuries just too much? Well, Danny Salazar is now out for the season. I genuinely feel bad for that guy. I don't know what happened. He started using those weighted balls and really messed something up. He's just not the same guy. And also, Carlos Carrasco, just dealing with the same shit. The one thing that they have going for them this year, and Andrew Miller is still issues, issues. Issues. The one thing that they do have going for them this year that is different than last year and the year before is that they have Shane Bieber and Adam Plutko, who did get beat up in the late innings the other day, but they do have end of the rotation starters that are good. And they just didn't have that before. They were missing a lot of pieces. So while I don't think they should be on that list, I mean, I think they're somewhere in the seven or eight territory because I think the same thing's going to happen to them this year that happened last year, which is they're going to coast through the second half, lose, go on some losing streaks, go on some winning streaks, and then not have what it takes to get to the postseason. That is what I think about the World Series that's coming up this year. So I will be back right after this with a little more Rosin Bag. Thank you for all of the questions. I can't wait to answer them right after this. You know what? I got a new toothbrush the other day. It's a Quip toothbrush and I love it. I absolutely love it. It sounds silly that you could be in love with a toothbrush. I'm not in romantic love with a toothbrush. I just have love for it because it helps me brush my teeth for the recommended amount of time that I'm supposed to brush my teeth for. I've always had a problem with that. I like to get in, get out. That's not good for toothbrushing. because the truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong. Like I just said. Not for long enough and forget to change our brush on time? That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing. But not Quip. So what makes Quip so different? For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. I would say it's just a click above an iPhone vibration. It's just what you need. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes! with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Next, Quip's subscription plans are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. That's the whole planet. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. For me, that's pretty much everywhere. And finally, Everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O list, named one of Time's best inventions, and is the first subscription to electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists, and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. I am absolutely one of them. Quip starts at just $25 and if you go and if you go to getquip.com slash baseball right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com baseball. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot baseball. All right, we're back. Another great ad from yours truly. Oh, I pulled back the curtain. Yes, it's me. It is I. That records all of those ads. I'm sure it was difficult for you to tell because I changed my voice so much. You, yeah, I know, but you, you all know me. You know what I sound like. Got some good Twitter questions this week. I really appreciate it. Thanks everybody for sending me these questions. I am gonna have interviews with folks again. And just wanted to say, uh, I played baseball with one Justine Siegel this past week, who mentioned to me she was at one of her tournaments. And a parent came up to her and said, I listened to your interview on Three Swings. So, hey to that parent. Number one, thanks for listening. Number two, thanks for saying hi to Justine Siegel. That's very, very cool. Let's keep spreading the word. Number one, the word of baseball. Number two, the word of kindness. Number three, the word of talking to people that you like. Number four, girls playing baseball. All of it. Keep spreading the word. All right. We've got two hot, hot questions this week. Number one, from Ingrid D. Nolan. The netting that used to be just behind home plate has now been extended past the dugout for obvious reasons. If a thrown ball bounces off the netting, is it still in play? Asked and not answered during Sunday afternoon's game. Interesting. Does Ingrid want me to look up the MLB rules, or does this person want me to answer based on what I think? I th- it well... If a thrown ball bounces, if a thrown ball bounces, is it still in play? My answer would be no. If a hit ball bounces off the netting, is it still in play? My answer would also be no. I but I do think that a foul ball that like sort of glides down the netting and a catcher catches it, it is in play? That's a good question, but I think that the ball is out of play because basically it would have gone into the stands if the netting wasn't there. So, Therefore, ergo, it can't still be in play because if the netting wasn't there, the ball would be gone. Ingrid, I hope that answers your question. I also would just like to mention that as much as people find it annoying that the netting is there, it's a good thing because I grew up watching kids get hit with shredded bats. Not good. It's just not good. I kind of feel like the people who have a hard line about the netting in baseball are the same kind of people who like lament everybody getting trophies. And like, come on, I don't even have a kid and I understand the merits of giving everybody trophies. Look, you are li- literally talking about children. The kids who are not good at a sport, who are playing a sport because their parent wants them to learn teamwork and be there and and participate in something bigger than them, they know that they're not going to keep playing the sport They know that they're not as good as everybody else. They know that there are better kids on that team than themselves. Do you know what that trophy means to those kids? It means that they were a part of something. It's something that they can put on their desk and they can look at it and say, I was on a team. It is not any different than handing out a plaque with a team photo on it. And quite honestly, that's probably what most people do. And the people that get upset about it what is literally what is wrong with you? You only want people who are the best at something to be acknowledged as part of something? That is awful thinking. <laughs> it is really awful, elitist, gross thinking. Because the other thing is, we're not talking about high schoolers. We're not talking about even middle schoolers. We are talking about children, young children. the And the kids that are on the team that are good know that they're good. If you are mad that your kid got a trophy and they're the best one on the team, number one, take a breath. Number two, tell your kid, I'm really proud of you. You are re- You had a great season and I know you're my kid, but I think you're the one of the best players on the team, if not the best player on the team. Do you know how much more that means to your kid than a stupid trophy? A lot. I will tell you, it means a lot. All this focusing on like, Oh, other people get what I deserve is a really bad thing to teach your kids. Just because you acknowledge that children are part of something doesn't diminish the ability and standards that you set for your own kid. It's just that simple. Anyway, that whole line of thinking just really gets under my skin because everybody throws that out as like, that's what's wrong with the country. Sure, that is the problem. We started giving kids trophies, we started giving five year olds who played T ball. Trophies for playing. That's the problem. And I mean, what's nuts is the reality of that, which is the people who get handouts from inherited wealth are the problem with this country. (laughs) It's not the trophies that you make at the trophy store in your community for $5 each that you give to a five year old that played T ball. It's all the assholes that don't have to do anything to work and have a trust fund and then just get a business and walk right into it, and don't give a shit about it. That's the problem. Not the netting behind third and first base. So anyway. <laughs> Brent let me know that people like it when I talk about politics and culture on this podcast, so I figured I should get it in somewhere else. <laughs> but I just, man, I really, and look, if you are a person who listens to this podcast, and you, you, you are a I-don't-like-this-trophy culture, I'd be happy to hear your thoughts as long as you're kind about it. Don't be a jerk, because I didn't call you a jerk. I said I didn't like that line of thinking. You can tweet at the show, at Three Swings Pod, and you can let me know what you think about it. We can have a respectful dialogue, although I will be the one recording a podcast, and you won't be on it. So that'll be the difference. So if that's a power dynamic you want to enter into, feel free. All right, one more question. We only got two, but they're hot ones. I feel like I might get into politics on this one, too. But politics can mean personal stuff. Susanna Elise says, As a Jays fan, the Jays' management response to Osuna makes me sick to my stomach. I live in Toronto, and the Jays are the easiest, cheapest team to see live, but I am struggling a lot with how I feel about supporting them. I'm going to start donating to women's shelters in the area, both time and money, but it's the attending of the games and cheering for the team that is giving me pause. I would appreciate any advice you have. Susanna, I totally understand. It really, I, I think that something, um, and... If you haven't listened to this episode, I feel like you probably have, um, go back and listen to the episode with Stacey May Fowles. She's also a Jays fan, and we got into this a little bit. Um, I think the thing that people don't understand when we talk about sports, men's professional sports, and these pervasive attitudes about domestic violence and violence and uh, sexual assault, sexual harassment, rape, now also uh, incest and molestation. Um, These attitudes that it's simply something someone gets over or goes away. I think that as with everything, when we discuss these things, people seem to forget that there are people in your audience or in the stands who have been victims of this, who have survived this. I mean, the odds are just there. And it is a business. These teams are businesses. And yes, you are looking at a skill that someone has and saying, this skill is incomparable. But I don't think that that's true. <laughs> because you you are talking about someone who is good at throwing a baseball, and that person also committed violence against another human being. And so to me, that diminishes the value of their ability to throw a baseball. Period. Financially, uh, business-wise, culturally, all of those things. I, I don't. I don't want to work with someone that did that. I don't want to put my family. I don't want to put my friends in the line in 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 an area with a person that does that. I I also don't want to say I'm okay with it by hiring that person. There are other closers. <laughs> there are many pitchers. Like I understand that they they made a financial investment. Well, that's on him. That's on the player who decided that it, that wasn't good enough. In that moment, he's an adult man, and he decided that violence was more important than everything else in his life. In that moment, that is the decision that he made. And so he made that decision for you, you being the baseball team. And it's just uh, staggering to me still that we can brush these things aside or sort of, you know, I don't know. It's like Silly Putty, putting Silly Putty on a comic strip and then just like, you know, you twist it and it'll just go away. Eventually the ink just absorbs into the Silly Putty and then it's just gone. And I just don't like it and it's not great. And so I understand your conflict because you have this team that you want to like and it's there and you want to go see them because you want to go see a baseball game. It's a simple thing. You should be able to go to a baseball game without feeling like, you're supporting some evil organization that supports domestic violence, but the reality is it does. And so, what are we supposed to do? We, the people who are already shut out of these things, are just supposed to take ourselves out of the game because they're supporting violence. I don't know anymore. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I if, if the Kansas City Royals, if any team offers that Luke Heimlich anything, I, I will have to take a long look in the mirror of major league baseball, because I don't know that I could support an organization that thinks that's okay. I just don't. That is an issue that is, it's just, it's insurmountable to me. It just absolutely is. It's not to say that the other issues of domestic violence and assault are, it's just that, um, at some point there is a bridge too far for everybody. And that happens to be mine. So I hear you. I mean, I think that, you know, doing what you can to support um, shelters and sort of offsetting as much as you can um, consciously is, I mean, there's nothing, You there's no, no such, we, no one can buy enough offsetting of carbon footprints to fix the problem. Like it shouldn't, all of this is, should not be on us. It should not be on us, the human beings that live in this country right now to fix global warming by, you know, not running our lawnmowers at 3 p.m. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you do what you can to not add to what's already there, but the problem is way above all of us. The problem is way bigger than any individual's output. The problem is way bigger than anything that you are able to donate, and that is why we can't get anything done because the problem is bigger than us, and we have to get together to get them to fix it. So... I'm unsure what that step is, but I think that perhaps looking into minor league teams around Toronto, I don't know if there are any, if there's like any in, uh, independent leagues. I, I know that there's like the Harbor Cats, Um, but the I think they're far, far from you. I don't know Canadian distances and cities very well, but I think, you know, look for, just do do a little afternoon research one day See if there's any minor league teams, independent teams. I mean, hell, go to a high school baseball game. Go to a college baseball game. Go to a college softball game. Go support something else that is this sport but can maybe make you feel better. I guess that would be my suggestion, is go be in a community that doesn't have as big of an overlord. So don't go to the NCAA because that's just as bad. (laughs) And don't even get me started on whether players should get paid, because that that I feel like is a whole nother podcast. I think that they should. I think that the NCAA is a, a terrible organization that is making money hand over fist and exploiting their male players and undervaluing their female players. So there we go. Anyway, that's what I think. And I think everybody can do this. I'm trying to do it more in my own life by, unfortunately, in the Los Angeles area, there's a ton of baseball, but there's no uh minor league team super close by that's super accessible. So I had planned on going up north to go to like a bunch of different, like Fresno Grizzlies and the Sonoma Stompers and like just checking out all those teams. But my schedule completely changed. So do it for me, Susanna Elise. Please go out and check out some independent baseball, some small ball. I know in Akron there's like a a big softball league there that's like professional women's softball. One of the women was in the um body issue last year. So check that out. I you know, I'm always like talking about softball versus baseball. I also like to watch softball. I'm not going to say I don't like softball. I just don't like that people make the assumption that I play softball based on the gender I was assigned when I was born. That is the thing I don't like. I also don't like that girls get pushed out of baseball into softball when they, that's not what they want to play. And they're actually, they're good at baseball. Just let them play baseball. So I also like to support softball because I like to support women's sports. So friends, that's another episode of three swings. I really appreciate you coming here every week, listening to the show, sending me questions Please send me more questions. I'm going to have some interviews soon. I promise, I promise, I promise. In a couple weeks, I'm going to have a real good one, hopefully. Fingers crossed. You never know. These things tend to change. Um, but yes, please keep sending those. Follow us at 3 Pod at Ria Butcher on both Instagram and on Twitter. Um, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or whatever the hell you listen to this on, you crazy kids. Um, let's see. Also. Tell one person about the, this podcast. Just like, give it, tell them, tell them what's good about it. Don't tell them what's bad about it. They don't need to know that. They'll find that out for themselves. Plus, they might not even think the same things are bad as you. And then you guys can both talk about the podcast and say what you like and what they like and what they don't like and what you like, don't like. And then you can just have a conversation. Isn't that fun? That was the whole point of me starting this thing is just to have some fun, difficult conversations. This has been Three Swings. I've been Rhea Butcher.